This is a competition. This is not America's next top best friend. Wanna be on and welcome to the America's Next Top Best Friend podcast. I'm Amanda Mitchell, and I'm here with Hillary Sussman. We're your new best friends. Good afternoon, Hills. Yo, yo, yo. It's morning for me because I just woke up. <laughs> it's one. It's okay. My time, it's one twenty-three, which means it's noon Hillary's time, which actually I forgot. I thought you woke up afternoon, and I was like, oh, then I forgot. There's a I time woke up difference. at, you know yeah, 11.37. I, I forget that we have a time difference all the time. I know, same. <laughs> it's 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 too weird because it's too close. Driving yeah, it, driving through Indiana to go home is so weird because I I like lose have, an hour coming in. Yeah, you just have no idea what time it is. At it any makes point. that drive six hours instead of like four and a half. <laughs> well, I mean, you're driving through Gary, Indiana, the armpit of our country. <laughs> Did you know that it they were basically so like? Bad. Did you know that there basically was, like, a serial killer in Gary, Indiana, just leaving dead bodies in, like, abandoned houses? No. (laughs) Tell me more. I read an article on it in the Daily Beast. But basically, this dude was just, like, like, because that's how how empty Gary is. They just were, like, he was just, like, well, nobody's going to find this body. So I'm just going to, like, kill prostitutes and dump their bodies in, like, abandoned houses. How long did it take them to find the bodies? Oh, it took them, like, a a few years. (laughs) Oh, my God. So he was right. Yeah. Like, they found the serial killer before they found the body. And the serial killer could not fi- tell you where the bodies were. Like, he was like, there's so many of them. There's so many abandoned houses. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's like, whenever I think of Gary, Indiana, I no longer think of Michael Jackson. I think of the story. I think of uh, Music Man. I know. I was gonna. I was literally about Gary, to say it. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'll sing that if I'm driving through alone. Of course you will. So who doesn't? I'll go, what's that smell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, One of my mom's favorite stories to tell was, like, apparently her old coworker <laughs> was moving from Chicago or, like, the suburbs of Illinois to Metro Detroit. And their kids drove through Gary, Indiana, and their kids were, like, really small at the time, like, three and four or something like that. And they just burst into tears because they thought that's where they were moving to. (laughs) We are shitting on Gary, Indiana. Any fans we have in Gary, Indiana, we are no longer. (laughs) Well, I mean, hopefully, unfortunately, hopefully if they live in Gary, they realize. Like, it's like living in Florida. It's like Florida's in on their own joke. You know, America's basement because everything there is old and moldy. And yeah. It's very human. And forgotten. <laughs> and very human. It's terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'm glad that we just talked about what uh, Gary, Indiana, and the part of the state that we, uh, this country that we hate, um, for actually three minutes of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the time well spent. Of this podcast. 
Um, great. Anyway. Ooh, I just remembered. Because we're doing episodes three and four. And makeovers. Uh, oh, wait. No, 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 no. I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, we already did that one. We're doing five and six. Why are you... You literally, oh my god, Hillary, you get my hopes up all over it's again. because I said that and then immediately had deja vu. And then I was like, oh, it's because we already did that one. I'm going to cut this all out. Sorry, future Hillary. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Anyway, so, welcome to the podcast. Um, we're happy to have you. This is always great. Oh, we need to talk about something. Yes. That we've been meeting to talk about on this podcast, but we have not had a chance. Okay. Our New Zealand fans. Oh, good day. Eagle versus shock. Fight of the Concords. That's it. Lord of the Rings. Real Housewives of Auckland. Um, they have it. It's amazing. You should watch it. There's a girl who straight Is up this real? says it's a real thing. And Real Housewives of Sydney starts tonight. Oh, also, oh. you need to watch Real House of, of Melbourne. I always endorse it. It's actually my favorite personal Me- housewife series of all of them. Oh, That's how good it is. Good, because my roommate's been <laughs> she's like trying to start a Real Housewives franchise, and I was like, I couldn't think of which one to recommend Mel- to her. But now, Melbourne, okay, you can find it. It's uncensored. Every episode's like an hour and fifteen minutes, and they swear so much, yes. and the swears they come up with is are so good that you're glad that they're not like. <laughs> they're not blurting it like bleeping it out wait because they're so creative we'll do one. Oh fuck well like <sighs> so my favorite is there's a woman named petty fleur and there's a woman named gamble <laughs> oh, and petty fleur and gamble hate each other and gamble's getting married she decides to like extend an olive branch and invite invite petty fleur to her wedding and she has a party to literally hand out wedding invitations to these women <laughs> because it's the real housewives <laughs> And she basically like gives Petty for the wedding invitation. Oh, okay, okay. I have it right here. I have the full quote of what happened. So Gamble gives Petty Fleur. She's like, Petty Fleur, my darling, like does the whole thing. She's like really sweet to her. And then Petty Fleur hands it back to her and she says, quote, I don't want to be rude, but you have to think about it before you give it to me. I can't accept that until you have another think about why you're inviting me. I don't want to be rude, <laughs> but I can't Gina, Gina, who's my favorite, because she's basically a walking drag queen, and she's like an attorney. Like, she's amazing. And she's like, what the fuck? And then Gamble's like, okay, I thought about it. Get fucked! And then she throws the invite into the garden, <laughs> and then oh. they pan to the invite, like, in the bushes. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. Okay, I have to watch it. Yeah, like, and they call each other cows all the time, and it's just like... <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna watch it for two reasons. One, that sounds fucking funny. <laughs> two, I just love to watch Australian oh, shows because and- I like working on my accent. Yeah, and our new boyfriends, Ronnie and Ben, from Watch What Crappens, recapped it from the beginning. That's the reason I started listening to Watch What Crappens. That's why I continue to listen <laughs> to it. Their terrible impressions. Their impressions are on point. Sheena? Sheena. Uh, she, yeah, she goes, hey, uh, how are you? God. And he's going to go back up to the room right away. I'll have one of each of the prime cocktails, please. Oh, seriously. Oh, seriously. I'm a fucking catch. Oh. Kristen. Tom, seriously? It's like dick doesn't work. <laughs> My dick works fine. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Once again, if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, watch Vanderpump okay, Rules. Okay, admittedly, everyone who listens to this podcast is like, I don't watch this garbage show. I want to talk about the other garbage show you do a podcast about. <laughs> All right. Actually, speaking of, let's do mm-hmm. social media and then jump social in. My Instagram and Twitter are hilarious123. And that's with two L's, like Clinton, Clinton not Duff. Um, and then also, I've got a Snapchat, and if you go to it, I just posted a video from last night, and it has my friend chosen for audience participation for a musical improv comedy show, and it was really a mistake because she's a terror, and I don't know why they chose her. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to do this in a funny accent because I just can't. I have a Twitter. It's a Loch Ness Manda. It's L-O-C-H-N-E-S-S as in the Loch Ness Monster. That's also my Instagram. You can find me on the Snapchat as Amanda Elizabeth. What's up? And like our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash... America's Next Top Best Friend. Our Twitter is at Next Top Best Pod. Our Twitter is at Next Top Best Pod. And email us at Next Top Best Friend at gmail.com. Thank you. And please review us. Give us a review. I- five stars. And you can just write like a K in every box, but just fucking give us a review. Let's do it. Five stars. It'll take probably less than a minute of if your you day. live in New Zealand. We would love to hear from you because yeah. apparently we have a big. We love you. <laughs> I love you and Virginia. Yeah, I'm glad that our if entire you- tangent about New Zealand just turned to the Real Housewives of Melbourne. I was wondering where that came from. Yeah, <laughs> but um, not even their country. Yeah, I know. Not um, even their call. I'm sorry. We love you in New Zealand. We love you. We love you all around the world. But we especially love you. We go all around the world. We go all around the world. Cheetah Girls. Yeah, I know. I just literally, I forgot about that song until this exact, exact moment. Like, I'm not. That it just zipped out of my brain. Just zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom out of my brain. <laughs> hey, you can do Cheetah Girls, but I can't fucking do Xenon? No, Xenon's far superior to Cheetah Girls. Okay. That is the truest fact I've ever heard. Zeta's the penis. <laughs> Let's jump into the episode. <laughs> oh, talk about your Tumblr. Oh, my Tumblr. I run a blog called Romance vs. Reality. It's on a Tumblr. Uh, I recap The Bachelor and I recap Vanderpump Rules, the two best shows on television. And so funny. I'm watching Callie right now. Okay, so episode five. You have no idea what episode we're doing this week. <laughs> it's titled. I know it's been a while because of my computer. Really quick, I want to give a shout out to cute Danny at the Apple Store. Danny. Thank you so fucking much. I didn't pay a cent. I didn't even know I still had Apple because <laughs> I bought this computer in Seattle quite some time ago. And I was able to keep all my data and I haven't backed it up because I don't know how to work external hard drives, but it all worked out. So Danny, future husband, future father of my children. Thank you. Danny D at the Apple Stee. <laughs> oh, this episode is titled The Girl Who Is a Visual Orgasm. Oh. Okay. 
Anyway, there's the no this. opening. Oh my god, we missed Janasha's like segment. Like every other girl this season gets like a oh we're so sad they left. That was a bummer. <laughs> and it's just Janasha doesn't get shit. <laughs> yeah. They're like moving on. <laughs> Back to the episode. So Katie is relieved that she's not going home. But then it leads directly into Camille and April talking about race. And this may just be like, because it was 2004. But April's so comfortable with being like, I'm not Asian. I'm not Asian. I have no connection to my Asian culture. I'm not Asian. And it's like. You, You are. And you look like you're Asian. And that's how you are perceived by the world. Like, regardless of how you see yourself. Unfortunately, you can't change the way you look in terms of that so you're asian girl sorry gotta deal with it it's very interesting just interesting to hear her talk about it um and it's mm-hmm. like geared for like a reality tv show again on the wb or the uh, on upn in 2004 to be talking about this yeah <laughs> and then camille throws her mad shade and she's like her japanese heritage might be the one thing that gives her the edge and i'm like "Ooh, camille it's true though no, it's very true. Sarah doesn't know how to tell her dad that she's modeling because he thinks that it's prostitution. Oh, yeah. The storyline. Mm-hmm. Basically, the opener is about the girls and the weights that they carry. It's like a good way of not knowing who's going home this episode because we learn everyone's backstory. Mm-hmm. Tyra shows up without her weave. This is when she shows up with just braids. Cornrows. <laughs> Cornrows. And pretends to be down with jump roping and decides to have one-on-one with the girls. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm back home in my neighborhood. I'm going to do double dutch and jump in. <laughs> like I'm Penny Proud from the Proud fam. Oh, what a good show. I love that show. The show is so good. They should bring that show back. Camille's like, I have never been called a diva before in my entire life. And I'm like, girl, not to your face. Probably. Or you're hanging out with people worse than you, <laughs> in which case, which is terrifying. Yep. And reflecting on the conversation with April, Tyra really wants April to identify as a woman of color. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even though April's just not having it. And she also doesn't understand how Tara, Sarah like just can't tell her dad that she's modeling. She like, just d- does not get it whatsoever. She's yeah. so obtuse to it. She's like, you can't just give him a call. And tell him and it's just like if she wants to get disowned yeah shandy ain't going back to walgreens Mm-mm. shandy not going back to walgreens except she does <laughs> she was after spotted the, after the show so she's gotta get money somehow they probably just transfer her job back to new york so they meet with this guy named stan christensen with the, for what essentially is media training they don't call it media training but it's basically media training um they do surveys about each one of the girls and they have the adjectives that describe the girls on like sheets of paper. They're like, go around and circle how you would describe the, each one of the girls. And Camille just gets annihilated. Like, yeah. They just use all of the worst words to describe her. Because she's not mm-hmm. likable. She's not charming. Mm-mm. She's not nothing. She's garbage. And she basically feels very attacked right now. And she like, but she's like, I don't really care how they feel about me because my objective is to win. Don't you realize that likability is a big factor in winning? Mm-hmm. It's that simple. She doesn't. Mm-mm. So she's then, pageant. it's true. So then, back at the house, Miss J comes comes in. Oh yes. Psychic. 
<laughs> of course, brings a psychic with him. Oh because... my god, yes. <laughs> this just sounds like something Jay would do. This just makes sense. And all the girls are just skeptical. Like, all of them are just like, okay, whatever. This psychic is spot on, so it's probably the producer. Yeah. To, what like, is, give them a what does the psychic say? Tells April she's going to be a top model. Camille, <laughs> she's like, basically just like, you're off-putting. People don't like you. <laughs> Sarah tell, gets told her dad will forgive her. Shandy Aww. basically gets told she doesn't need to think about the sadness of the past because there's people who love her now. Oh, right. This is the week it comes out mm-hmm. that Shandy was like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. A fact I forgot. Yeah, same. Because she just seems like she hasn't lived, you exactly. know. She seems so naive. Yeah, and, like, but she's not. No, not at all. And like even Jay, Miss Jay was just like, holy shit, this girl went through some shit. Mm-hmm. Like damn and i was crying like my next note is why am i crying oh god i cried in the next two episodes actually because they have that acting challenge in the next episode oh i I, that challenge because they do a challenge like that again and i was just like tears everywhere (laughs) the challenge is being charismatic in an interview setting and guess who's the challenge judge Janice! Janice. Oh my god, Callie heard you, and she just, like, perked her ears off, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Cats hate me, or love me. (laughs) They love me because I hate them. (laughs) She's so cute. Um, anyway, uh, Camille basically is just like, like, you can be kind of a bitch. And Janice is like, what the fuck? fuck?" And, And she says, and I quote, I'm a member of the PTA. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god queen mm-hmm. yeah. oh Shan- this is when shandy tells janice about her her past mm-hmm. and like yeah. losing oh and how her, her she like turned to drugs because her family like she was like the they black sheep of her family mm-hmm. yeah. it kind of reminded She's- me of courtney from the current cycles story yeah. other than the homelessness part like never getting shown love from her family um april gets called out again for being ethnically obtuse for the third time <laughs> like, and then mercedes basically is uh, like finally i have lupus and i wrote my next note is this would be number two on my most shocking top model moments <laughs> yeah like, if i were to make a list this would be number two i don't know what number one would be but okay, this would be number ask. two when rebecca faints <sighs> that's is that three that's number three. That shit was insane. Her yeah. eyes are straight up crossed. Yeah, <laughs> like that was scary. Nolay Marin. I just remember Nolay Marin's reaction. What? Was was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nolay is like a Furby to me. Yeah, he really is a Furby. He's like so a cute. bitchy Furby. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> With glasses. Mercedes winds up winning a shopping spree shopping spree <laughs> that was nice how very justin timberlake of you oh my god in model behavior thank you <laughs> that's a really good compliment actually <laughs> justin was super fine in my model behavior so then <laughs> it's true um so then the photo shoot is basically in a fish tank like they're wearing couture dresses in a fish tank 
And I just, I hate this photo shoot so much. It's a terrible fucking photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the first appearance of, speaking of Nole Marin, this is the first appearance of Nole Marin and Minnie. Cute little fluffy dog. What are you looking at? I'm looking up um, <laughs> model behavior. Okay, stop it. I need you here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're recording a podcast. Okay, I'll look at it later. I'll look at it later. Yes, I. Are you looking up what? what who was in it? Because it because Sean Sean from Degrassi was in it. Um, that's the thing. I can't find it. Model behavior. Mm-hmm. Here's a Wikipedia page. I'm looking at it right now. The guy who directed it directed Life Size too. What year did it come and out? Story 2000. So See, that was like yeah, it doesn't have an IMDb. Yes, it does. Mm-mm. I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. I'm going to text it to you. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Photo shoot. <laughs> I'm glad we're just arguing about whether or not Mark Battle Behavior has an IMDb page. Sean Cameron was in it, though. The way this episode is set up is really weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because now we're, because they go straight from the shopping spree into the photo shoot, which is in a fish tank, like I mm-hmm. said. And for quench water. Oh, you, you, oh God, I can't with that. Um, it's the first appearance of Nole Marin and Minnie, his dog. Mm. I know, they're cute. His dog is super cute. It's like a little fluff, like fluff ball. Yeah. Like a palmer. And the photo shoot is uh, shot underwater. It's goddamn awful. It's just and, a fucking terrible, terrible, terrible yeah. photo shoot. I, I would do just as bad as these girls. Everyone I, does okay or struggles immensely. Yeah, nobody does good. Nobody does good except for April. Yeah. Everyone else looks like drowned fetuses. It's true. <laughs> I said it here. Shandy looks like a drowning chicken. Camille looks like just drag queen Vogue. She like gets underwater and just starts like making these weird poses and it just does not suit anything. It's horrible. Yeah. And then Ziamaro just can't hold her breath underwater. She apparently has never held her breath underwater. Mm-hmm. She's a grown woman who's never held her breath underwater. Is that shameful for me to say? It's weird because I feel like she could have performed a spell or something because she's a witch. <laughs> she, you, we just say that because she's like the craft. I don't think she ever says she's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> she's definitely like burnt the black wick candle you know she's definitely dabbled in a Wiccan light to mild craft. Wiccan. yeah mm-hmm. just light to mild wicked mm-hmm. behavior she owns like a voodoo doll i'll leave it mm-hmm. at that <laughs> and then after that oh this is what mercedes says and like gloria Gaynor says i will survive in this competition that is not what she said mercedes at all that's not what the next lyric of that song is Mm-hmm. She doesn't say in this competition. No. <laughs> I think it's inferred. I know. That's but what I'm Mercedes just, I'm, I'm picking out semantics. This episode God. was really boring. So I had to think out It was semantics. really boring. It was really boring. Back at the house is when Sarah, Sarah and Mercedes' mom show up as well. It's the other challenge prize. Yeah. And the hills are alive with the sound of motherhood. And crying. Always. And April's like, my dad looks like Art Garfunkel. I'm like, okay, I forgive you for all the racial stuff you said, April, because you claim your dad looks like our Garfunkel. Our Garfunkel was cute. Not in like a cute way, uh, but in like a really talented guy kind of way. No, <laughs> I've, I've always been more attracted to art than Paul. 
I can get behind that. I like it. Um, and Sarah, uh, while her mom's there, takes the time to be like, I'm scared to tell dad. I don't know. And her mom's just like, let me bring you back to reality instead of this heightened sense of drama the producers have convinced you is your life. Your dad's going to love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Don't make this into something it's not. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's true. And then we free Tyra shows up with her mom. Again, and they talk oh, about yeah. how Tyra broke into modeling. I just texted my mom that link to model behavior by accident. She texted me back. She said, thank you, but why? <laughs> I love her. And then do we go into judging? Yeah, it goes straight into judging. The challenge for judging is to be a spokesmodel for AMTM Beauty. Yes. And so they have to like pitch AMTM Beauty. April sounds like she's just rolling out information and she's just blah 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 but her picture is the best (laughs) sarah is like so you walk into my beauty salon i'll hook you up and you'll look like tyra banks she's so beautiful ziamara just gives up basically and her photo is awful and my favorite is that nigel basically gives us the, the the line that named this podcast when he calls her America's next top average model. Ooh. So rude. Shandy does terrible. <laughs> like of Shandy unfortunately she just does. does terribly. She does terribly. So does everyone else. Katie gets good reviews, but this is the point where I forgot about Katie. Mm. Ioana looks like an adult ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And my next note is I hate all the pictures. Yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> week. Horrible episode, horrible week. Horrible episode, unenjoyable, just terrible. And Camille pisses the judges off because she's just the worst. Truly. And she's a diva. So then judging happens, yada, yada, yada. Sarah, Mercedes, April, Yuana, Katie, and Shandy are all safe. Because this is when they were still, best picture wasn't a thing yet. Quite yet. Mm-hmm. Camille and Ziamara in the bottom two. And... Ziamara goes home despite Camille having a shitty attitude about pretty much everything. And Ziamara cries, even though, like, girl, it was your time. Sorry. And she says, besides being born, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I would hope not. Sad. Sorry, Ziamara. It was her time. Okay. Hmm? So the name oh, of episode God. six is The Girl Whose Lip Popped Up. Oh, goodness. So episode six starts with Camille being like talking to Katie because apparently Katie and Camille are friends. Mm. Like a fact that I find immensely unsurprising, but also like. And yeah. Camille's like, I wasn't afraid about going home. And then they go to dinner and Katie like just freaks out and everyone is really mad at her because she's like, ew, Camille eats pe- pickles and ketchup, which again is kind of disgusting. Yeah, Actually. but Katie is a toddler for doing that. <laughs> like, who the fuck does that? You know she's going home as hell in this episode. Like, you just yeah. know from the she, beginning. The editors are like, here you go. Hate her. There's a plate <laughs> of how horrible she is. Oh, God, she's terrible. So then the next day, uh, Tyra Mail, or they show up, get home, and Tyra Mail is basically like, you're going to have a black and white photo shoot. Go to your photo shoot. And Camille wakes up and her lips have just blown up because she need- and she needs a Benadryl. Mm-hmm. I love a beauty shoot. Simple love- black and white. 
Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And they're right. It's like, it's really hard to do just your face in mm-hmm. a photograph. Yeah. That's it. That's hard. Yeah. Nothing hard. to, nothing to hide behind. No makeup, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And so the photo- photographer is Alyssa Edwards from the Drag Race. I'm I'm kidding. It's not. But <laughs> like, first of all, he looks nothing like him. But also, he just apparently keeps tongue popping during his photo shoot. He's like, Ugh. Ugh, enough. <laughs> and um, April at this point is a front runner, but like does not realize it whatsoever. Thinks all the judges hate her because she's cold and she doesn't have personality, yeah. which is, I mean, it's true, but it's not the most egregious of, of faults. Camille just can't get over her face being swollen. And I wrote, in the words of Mindy Kaling, sometimes you just have to put on lip gloss and pretend to be psyched. Well mm-hmm. fucking said. Mm-hmm. The girls meet with Kyle Hagler, who's the president or something of IMG. And he basically is like, model slash actresses are the next big thing to be in. You need to be in connection with your emotions. Hillary, as an actress, do you think you could be a model? No. <laughs> That's literally my next note. In the, the, in exactly written in that. There's there's no punctuation. <laughs> I can barely take a headshot without feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> All the girls except for Camille, because Camille's got to go to basically go to got to go to Dwayne Reed and get some Benadryl. Um, they go to an acting class and meet with Tasha uh, Smith Arquise. You know where Tasha Smith Arquise is now? I'm probably killing it. She's so likable. She's on Empire. <gasps> <laughs> I was going to say, if she's in a Shondaland series, I'm going to be psyched. Good for you, girl. Get it. Yeah. Amazing. She, she was great. She was incredible. She was so likable. And so she's great. like fucking good, good at her at- job because she makes yeah. all the girls cry. Except mm-hmm. Camille. Yeah. So they basically look at blanket pieces of paper and they're supposed to be like, this is a Dear John letter from somebody, they're like the person who gives you... Who makes you feel the worst about yourself or something like that. And they basically all look at them and they're like in tears. And then Camille shows up and things are so emotional. She's like, what have I walked into? What is going on? Oh, yeah. I, I, she's so not likable. But poor Camille. <laughs> she she just she's like, I just went to Dwayne Reed. I got my Benadryl. Just uh, walking over to the acting challenge. She walks in and everyone's sobbing. And she's just like, uh, what's up? <laughs> Did somebody die? Like, what happened? So then what's the best way to describe this? It's like they have to talk to each other. Uh. But one person has to talk to the other. It kind of reminds me of Meisner because it's like the yeah. repetition thing. So that Dear John letter they read that made them cry. They, they're they talking to that person. And then the, a person sits across from them and just repeats what they're saying, mm-hmm. I think. And then they're crying and I'm crying and everyone is crying. Everyone's crying. The person who's like just repeating the other person and has mm-hmm. no idea it's what it's in reference job. to is, mm-hmm. yeah, is crying because mm-hmm. they're just like, I'm this horrible person in their life now mm-hmm. so weird yeah great acting uh, everyone exercise is- tasha yeah i was crying a lot everyone's crying except for camille and the camille just takes the time to talk to Yuana about her feelings but she's just a repressed unemotional monster mm-hmm. like that should turn through to patrick bateman 
<laughs> it's it, i think it's because uh, she comes from this pageant background where you're not supposed to show be over emotional and she she's just like no i'm composed i have my emotions in check i'm not a mess pageant every time we say that word, we really have to say it like robin pageant passion 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 sometimes i say that to myself in my house i'll just go passion <laughs> Anyway, so they're given a script to memorize for the next day's challenge. And the next day's challenge is to mark act with Mark Collier from As the World Turns. And, but, like, my next note is, I wish it was Eileen Davison. She's so beautiful. She is so beautiful. She's, I think she's, like, 50-something. She's in her 50s. And she looks fucking amazing. She's had good work done. She's had the Jennifer Aniston work done. I used to say that Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox had my, like, ideal level of plastic surgery mm. and then courtney cox just ruined that yeah uh, <sighs> r.i.p courtney and david i'll All right. never get over you it you love david so much i know <laughs> i've never I... met someone who loves david arquette as much as you do it's like my mom's I love know. for dave Grohl. it's just yeah. weird like... it's because i i don't know he's in that episode of friends and i became so attracted to him and then obviously i love the screen series stalker on that episode of friends well like actual have you met me <laughs> i also i also love christian slater in the heathers so it makes sense okay you, that's because you have good taste let's keep going <laughs> i also like kate mckinnon as miss frizzle is that happening that's who i was told my type yeah they're doing a uh, magic school uh, reboot on netflix and when I was, I know, but when I was in college, we had to go around, I majored in, anime, <laughs> I'm sorry, we had to go around and the teacher was telling everyone their types and she was naming like real actresses for everyone and she got to me and she was like, Miss Frizzle or Eliza Thornberry? And I was like, oh, thank you! Thank you so much! But then she said Marissa Tomei and I was on the floor. Okay, acting challenge. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Okay, Mark Collier, Collier is super hot in like a 2004 like Tyson Ritter kind of way. You know, like mm. a, that like shaggy hair, like that like Rooney style, like yeah. Schwartzman brother. Oh, okay. And so the scene that they have to read is about a woman named Laura whose husband is the military, and she was told he was dead, and then he came back to life. Or he came, well, he didn't come back. He came back. Basically, is the whole point. Katie's not feeling it because she's like, "I have a boyfriend." Blah blah blah. I'm a baby. Katie's <laughs> um, Shandy and April crush it, and then Camille, 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 Camille. Camille just starts making up lines. She just gets all the lines wrong. It just doesn't even attempt to really, like, by accident, I watched part of the, like, recap episode, and they have her entire scene in the recap episode. And they show it alongside the lines that she's reading. It is just so funny. And they show, throw her so much shade. I can't believe you watched the recap I, okay, episode. Okay, I was taking a half nap. You know when you, you're, like, clo yeah. your eyes are closed and you're not really, like... Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> like, But you're, like, kind of asleep. But you're So then they all have to kiss him. And sh to Shandy, we have to kiss him passionately. And to me, tongue is passionate. And I'm like, actors. that's like the number one rule it's of like non-screen acting. You, you know, don't use the tongue. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Katie has this mild, mildly racist, sassy tone, but she only takes it with black people. I've noticed this. 
do it. She'd be like, uh, 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 no, no, no. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, like what she did with Ziamara. When she did with Ziamara. And she, what she did with, and she does it with Tasha. Ew. Yeah, she like it's like this weirdly like I'm trying to well, get well, down. She'll be like, "Girl, like I get it, girl, yeah. <laughs> I get it." And it's yeah, like so you clearly like, don't. Look at her little page boy haircut. Like, shut the fuck up, white girl. And then Camille, Tasha reads Camille to filth. Just reads her to death. Yes. Oh man. And then Camille doesn't do well. She Camille, Tasha's like, "You were horrible, Tasha." I love her. I love it. <laughs> And Camille's like, I don't agree. And my next note is, it's so weird that Camille is as old in this episode as I am now. She's 25. Are you pouring coffee? I am. Don't pour coffee on your laptop. Yeah, I'm not. I've lost all my privileges. April ends up winning the challenge, and she picks Katie, because literally because Katie's 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So then there's a scene next that where Katie and Camille are in the diary confessional room where the phone is and Camille's talking to her dad and Katie defines herself as the worst kind of white girl because she just like steals the phone from Camille and is like Camille's dad why are you why have you never cried in front of her she's so emotionally detached why what's wrong with you why haven't you cried in front of her it's so fucked up it's so fucked up and it's glossed over and I'm like I'd be so fucking pissed if somebody did that mm-hmm. oh my god and Camille looks pissed rightly so and then Katie and April's surprise is basically going to H. Stern and they get to pick out jewelry. Whoops. In case you forgot this was 2004, April's carrying that white Louis Vuitton purse. Mm. The rainbow Louis Vuitton. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it's not like a backpack, but kind of like a backpack. And it's so tacky and so ugly. But that was in the time when like everyone was just wearing their brands all over them. Yeah. It's so indicative of 2004, or the early 2000s to me. Anyway, I fucking hate commercial week. I hate it. I think it's such garbage. Commercial weeks are always weak. I hate this commercial week. It's just so stupid. A Matrix-themed commercial for basically Doritos, but they're called Rolitos. It's for Rolitos, because that was when they were trying to make Doritos that were just rolled. What a concept. Like little, I know. Doritos are perfect as they mm-hmm. are. Don't fuck with Doritos. I love Doritos. And it, I don't even know how to describe this. It's They're suspended from air fighting each other for chips. That's how it's described. <laughs> Wearing Matrix style slash back table kids style slash Columbine style trench coats. And they're fighting each other for chips. In case you forgot Katie's Afraid of Heights, Katie's Afraid of Heights. This was 2004, so everyone was still weirdly obsessed with The Matrix. Like, America's obsession with The Matrix went on way too long. Have you seen John Wick? No, but I hear it's good. You should watch John Wick. John Wick is amazing. What is it? I know it looks damn good. Okay, so I can tell you the entire premise, because without giving it away spoiling the entire movie because you have to it's really interesting so john dick is basically a a retired hitman played by keanu reeves who like retired and got married and his wife dies from a mysterious mysterious illness and basically from her deathbed she had a dog delivered to his house and so, so john wick is driving like this amazing car and he runs into these russian mobster kids and this kid is like hey let me buy your car. How much do you want for it? And he's like, it's not for sale. 
and he goes home and there's a puppy dog waiting for him. It's a cute puppy. And then his house gets burgled by these mobster kids and they kill his dog. And the whole movie is him getting vengeance over the people who killed his fucking dog. It's so good. It's so good. Is it on Netflix? No, you have to buy it because I mean, you can like rent it on Amazon. Ugh, okay. That, and apparently the second one's really good, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, I heard. I heard it was yeah. good. So, I really like John Wick, and I can't recommend it higher. And I'm like, I don't like action movies like that. Same. So like, if I say I like it, I like it. Yeah. Just like how I really want to see Get Out. Even oh. though I don't like horror. My sister just, I love horror movies, but my sister just called me yesterday. Like, she never calls me, but she called me. She's like, hi, I know you're busy. I'm sorry, but I just saw Get Out and you have to see it because it's like a psychological (laughs) thriller. And I was like, the one with the guy from Black Mirror? And she goes, it's not the guy from Black Mirror. He was in Black Mirror. Relax. And also he was on Skins. Was he? Yeah. Okay. So after the photo shoot. (laughs) <laughs> We're just, we've gone on so many tangents um yeah he was posh kind of on, on skins i think anyway we're judging because i'm just skipping over this entire bullshit commercial because it was just bullshit yeah and shit about it and it was Agreed. bullshit um tyra wears a velvet gir- velvet vest to judging it's just a velvet vest that's just that's all i gotta say about it and janice has tits out for the girls Yes, honey. Yes. Of all the commercials, I actually remember this one the least. Yeah. <laughs> and my next note is the commercial is surprisingly good considering the standard of commercial weeks to come. It's sad but true. <laughs> it's like a well edited, put together commercial. It's actually for legitimate, tan- like tangible product. Sure. It's still fucking commercial week. Tasha Smith toast the judging challenge, which is basically to say. I've never wanted anything more than this, and if I don't get it, I'm going to die with different mm-hmm. objectives. Sexually, funny, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And April has sexy, right? And she does a really good job. Yeah, April and Sarah both do good with sexy, but Sarah's, that's unsurprising, because she's really hot. Agreed. Iwana isn't funny in her delivery, but then she moons the judges, and I was like, does my girl get eliminated in the next, literally the next season for mooning the judges? Doesn't Jennifer with a PH like write A and I don't even she write A and T M in the bottom of like on her butt cheeks and like flashes the judges the, oh, when she's doing a runway walk? Ew, good. Oh, we're gonna get there. We will remember this exact conversation. <laughs> I hope. But yeah, so then they're judged on their photographs and their black and white photographs as well as the commercial. They don't like Iwana or Shandy's. This is the first time we get to see Tyra smize, even though she doesn't call it smizing. She, like, does the thing with her eyes where she's like, mm. I'm trying to do it, but the sun is in my eyes right now. I'll do it. <laughs> this to this. Yeah, that's exactly it. Which is great, because you guys can definitely see me. April looks like a hot guy. I really have no context of these notes, because I basically wrote them, like, three weeks ago. You're right. Mercedes's picture is gorgeous. And Camille... Puts on a weird accent in her commercial. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. She puts on a British... She's like, America's next top model. And it's like, girl... Because she's like, I'm a villain in a Matrix movie. <laughs> Is that really what she says? Mm-hmm. No, that's just what I imagine her thought process was. <laughs> the shade. And then uh, she looks like a kid on the back of a milk carton. Yeah, awful. Awful. And then Katie shows up to judging wearing a working girl pantsuit with no sir, uh, shoe under, <laughs> suit, like, sir under her jacket. 
Like she wears like a gray pantsuit. Oh and yeah. And she looks like a child prostitute. That's what Janice calls her. I was like, you look like a baby prostitute. Yeah, she's f- serving full Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. Taxi was the show with uh, with Kaniki from Greece and Devito. And Devito. And no one really gets a good critique, unfortunately. Everyone kind of sucks out loud. And April, Yuana, Mercedes, San- Shandy, and Sarah are all safe, which leaves Camille for the second week in a row mm-hmm. in the bottom with Katie. And then I realized in this episode, Camille was never a frontrunner in this competition. Yeah, I was just thinking, it's amazing how long they keep her around. And that mm-hmm. must have been fully producer. Produced, yeah. Convincing like, that she was, she was I, like, good she television. Was the most memorable, but she was never a frontrunner. The right. judges never liked her. No, and she she did mediocre on her photo shoots. Yeah, she all was, the time. She wasn't, like, good. It's interesting because I don't know which one is better to be. Is it better to be memorable or is it better to be a front runner? The latter. Oh, also, I remember something about Camille I wanted to bring up in this podcast. So, Bianca, Bianca from Cycle Nine, from Salisha season, mm-hmm. in All Star, she and Camille had beef and they never really explained why. And apparently the top model girls of years prior would like befriend the new top model girls and then use them from connect for their connections. And then once, once they were useless to them, would toss them aside. And Camille was one of them and did that to Bianca and Bianca spilled all the tea about it. Ooh. Yeah. Very interesting. Ooh, my Amazon package is delivered. Boom. So then Katie's in the bottom because she's, she's not hard enough and she's too sensitive and Camille's in the bottom because she won't commit to being vulnerable and Katie winds up going home because it was Katie's time yet again. And like Tyra's just pissed. Tyra's just mad that she can't send Camille home. You can just tell. Yeah. Tyra's just mad. Ugh. Anyway. Is that it? Yeah. Right. Then we will see you guys next week. No. Where are they now for Katie? I thought. Unfortunately for Katie. She doesn't even have an Insta. It looks. It appears. It doesn't come up. Okay. Katie Anderson. Oh, she was born in Minnesota. That sucks. Uh, (laughs) Shade. After appearing on the show, Katie went on to walk the runway in fashion shows like Louis Verdad in 2004 and California Market Center's Direction, spring 2005. She also played a minor character in The Bold and the Beautiful and guest Mm -hmm. appeared on one episode of the series Eve. Katie was signed with New York Model Management and LA Models. Oh, she now goes by the name, this will probably help finding her, Katyn Anderson. She changed IE to EN. Why? Because you gotta get rid of top the, model. like, stigma of being on top model. Katen. That's so weird. It just brings up, did you mean Caitlin? No. It said, <laughs> no. it's Caitlin. Oh, here's the 2010. Oh, she looks good. She has long brown brunette mm. hair. All right. Very well, cool. That's all. That's yep. all she wrote. Good, Good luck, luck honey. honey. If you think you have what it takes <laughs> to be America's Next Top Model, go to upn.com. Bye! Bye!